Wake up. Wipe the crust from your eyes. It's time for C1 in the morning. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to C1 in the morning, your midweek disc golf morning show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, 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 oh. Let that fade out. Let that fade out. What are you guys doing right now? Probably driving to work. Probably driving to work. Maybe getting off work. Yeah. Maybe third shifters at work. Maybe stopping by the food truck, grabbing a bagel. But I should tell you that you need to stop what you're doing and head over to our social medias at C1 in the morning on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash C1 in the morning. And while you're there, click the link. What's going to happen when you click the link, you ask? I will tell you. Once again, it will bring you to everywhere we're at. It will bring you to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It will bring you to the new Outside the Circle on Scott Stokely's YouTube channel. Yes, sir. And it will bring you to SpeakPipe. What is SpeakPipe? SpeakPipe allows you to communicate with the show. You can ask us questions, debate us. I mean, say really anything you want, outlandish or not, and we'll play it live on the air. Now, when we talk about SpeakPipe, we bring up a certain someone who has, has, has failed us as of recent, not being on SpeakPipe, and I know you can hear me right now. The man, the myth. Are we deciding to bring him on? Yes. Special guest this week. Special guest. No it other is. Other than J-Mo, James Coffey. How you doing, bud? Hello, 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 C1. How are you guys? Doing good, bud. Doing good, doing good. So, J-Mo, we need to talk. We, we, we right. fully expected you to be on that SpeakPipe. We have received several voice messages from you in the past regarding our episodes a hundred several and now we gave you a chance to shine on speak piping where have you been yes yes i know i was very fruitful with those voice messages early on <laughs> i've been lacking a little bit i work in the morning so it's it's tough for me well to... that's that's perfect you can play us on your way to work i i do <laughs> but then i get to listening to it while i'm at work and everyone looks at me crazy because I'm just saying all this stuff about disc golf and these people have no clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I kind of tried to tone it down, but I definitely want to uh, start chiming in more on these episodes because we're getting to some real spicy parts of the season, especially with the Champions Cup coming up. So, it's you know, you'll, you'll be hearing more of me. Don't you worry. Are you sponsored by Hello Guys? I was just about to bring up the Hello Guys. Hello Guys. Hello, guys. Spicy spicy shot. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I started seeing those hello guy ads. I man, dude, yeah, they got their I'm, stuff I'm, plastered all over the baskets now, bro. They really do. Good for them, but hello, no. I mean, I'm all about a good falafel. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I've never, I don't think said, I've actually had falafel. But that being said, I take it then you caught a little bit of the Blue Ridge Championship then. We're champion, yes. I think you cut out there a little bit. It's a little hard for me to hear, but you you said world champions? Uh, Blue, Ridge Blue Ridge Championship. Championship. Oh, Blue Ridge Champion. Oh, yeah. So I just watched the uh, Kyle Klein card today, and I am so indifferent on that course. I really like it. And it, it I thought a lot about today, which you guys talked about a few episodes back with the uh, – the comparison of playing in these wide open golf course style courses I mean, he does compared listen. to the wooded courses. 
and it one of twelve. That that course to me is a perfect mix of it, but it's also uh, I was fascinated by the amount of OBs on some of those holes, man. Like hole four, for instance, where you're throwing up the hill and to the right into all the woods. And that, that little drop down on the backside, but not a bit of OB. But then you get to hole 18 where there's rocks 20 feet away from the basket. And if you land on those rocks, you'll be. Yeah, Luke hit me with a crazy stat line earlier today that, that somebody took a whopping... 15? A plus 15. Yes, dude, a somebody 15. else took a plus 19 on hole 18 as well. Uh, they said on the uh, climb card that... There was a former world champion who carded an 11. I want to know who that is. Maybe Barsby? That could have been. Was he playing? Could have been. I don't know. I don't know if he was there it's or not. It's a humbling course, but at the same time, the putts were on, man. How many there world champions really have there been? Putts. There's been Macbeth, Wysocki, Barsby. Like that's it for the since 2012. And then James Conrad. But James, maybe James Conrad? Was he there or was that's he? That's what oh, I honestly thought. The, yeah, because he, he, he was preparing the, for the qualifier, so he wasn't there. So I don't know, but I, I will agree with you this. So this course was designed by Andrew Duvall, who is the course designer for the USDGC, who has been known to design interesting, some would say controversial holes. And you can definitely tell like he left his mark on this. I did like the mix oh, of yeah. wooded and open. I wasn't a huge fan of some of the greens. Same, but talk about island greens. Yeah, Holy and cow. and there I forget what hole it was, but one of them, the basket is surrounded by boulders, and you're basically only accessible through the front half. Which you could argue it's like, well, throw a better shot and get to the front of it. Oh yeah, that's the one that they were saying um, that the boulders had like naturally fallen there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they, I know which one you're talking they about. They just left it there. Yeah. But I the can't basket, think of that like, right in the naturally fallen rocks, which is a cool feature for sure. But like, um, who was it that I saw? If it's the same hole that I think you recall, Gannon shot that perfect. Mm -hmm. That like kind of soft flex line. Right. Parked that thing where it was touching the pole. But I think like, unless you do that, yeah, you're pretty much screwed because even Isaac Robinson was like 20 feet from the basket but pin high to the right. Right. And you're completely Just blocked nothing. off. Like yeah. you have to like almost straddle out to the, and then any putt. But even then he got knocked down by that little bush that was to the right. Right. Which is really, which is a really creative way to use the natural features of the course, which I, I mean, I'm all about creative courses, you know, but when I, I guess I don't actually know. This might sound like I'm just being a curmudgeon when I say this, but when you can throw a good shot, which I would say was anywhere within 20 feet of the basket and not have a putt, like I, I mean, I imagine that's super frustrating, and I would be frustrated. It's like I threw it perfect. Any other course, this would be a birdie, but except this course. Well, I think that's the, and at least from the the commentators, you know, input is the course designer. That's what he wanted, mm -hmm. like cool you could throw up a 99.9 percent .9 perfect shot right but if you don't have in my opinion speed control of mm -hmm. your disc doesn't matter 
it's going long, it's going short, it's going to go somewhere where you don't want it to go, and it's not going to pay off for you. Like, right. you don't have any relief. Yeah, that's, that's what I said earlier, man. Is it speed control and shot placement is that course 100%. Especially sure. when you get to a majority of those holes where you have a 10-foot basket and it's on top of a hill that might give you, like, 180 feet of rollaway distance, depending on how far it rolls. Yeah, it was it was one of those ones that you could really tell who was the best in the world at that tournament. Yeah. Because oh, you, yeah. you had good players. I mean, Brody, after two rounds, was well above par. And I'm not saying he's, like, top 10 player, but he's been known to be top 25, top 30 For pretty sure. easily. And he was having a hard time. Now, he did shoot up what, 57 spots in the last day with an eight down, mm -hmm. which would Brody have been, Smith, what's that? Brody Smith? Yeah. Okay. Which would have been the hot round on day one and two. So it's like, I, he's capable of it, but you know, sometimes you get some fluke bounces. Sometimes, I mean, it's, you, it's hard to throw exactly. I mean, even on a 400 foot hole, it's hard to exactly hard to land it at exactly 400 feet each time. You know, there's always going to be some variance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely, because I know you guys are going to get to the top of the top of the top someday here. So let's mm -hmm. go ahead and throw out a big hug and a couple words of encouragement for our boy Jeremy Coley. Because I watched him on the Kyle Klein card today. Mm -hmm. And man, did he fall apart. That place humbled him. He was not placing his shots well. You're referring to round to the one? Point of, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I think that was even in round two that I watched today. Uh, he was at points just walking up to the tee box and throwing without even going for, you know, a, shot, a good shot placement. I will say I've and seen was, I've seen Coling get into his head a lot. Man, he, yeah, it... This was one of the few cards that I've actually watched with him play a whole round, mm -hmm. and it he shows his body language a lot. Well, it's also a, one of those things where, you know, it might not be his course that he likes to play, so he's already coming into the round with, like, negative connotations towards the course. Mm -hmm. And then all it takes is one fluky kick, and then you hate the course, and now you're having a bad round. Yeah, so yeah. I, I saw a post um, from Casey White today that actually said that like he was really disappointed in himself because for the first time in his career he actually completely gave up mm -hmm. before the competition was over it makes um, sense like he yeah said, that was wrong too yeah he said like he just completely gave up and he had never done that before where um where he was just so down on himself because he had completely given up trying he had given up hope um, and he, Casey White, of all people, prides himself on being a player that always tries to be positive. Right. Like some of the practice round coverage, you'll see him just duff four or five shots in a row. Mm. Still the biggest smile on his face. Yeah. So that course, I think, humbled quite a few players that decided to make the trip out there to Blue Ridge. Which really, if you oh. think about it, you kind of want <clears throat> maybe less flukiness, but like if everyone's like, oh, we got to make disc golf harder for these pros. Well, there you have it. You have a course that made the score separation. I mean, between first and last was over like 40, yeah, 50 down, strokes. 18 down through yeah. three rounds. Yeah. That's, 
I think one of the lowest scores through. Yeah, three usually days you're of the 18 season, down so. through two rounds, and then yeah. you're building on from there. Thir- you're hitting day 20 three in day three. Yeah. So I mean, kudos to Andrew Duvall for for designing a course that tested pros yeah. like not only their skills but their mental fortitude, being able to recover from whatever happens out there. It'd be interesting to see the changes they make for next year. They were talking about that a lot on coverage today. Well, Speaking of, how did you like the uh, the commentary team of Brian Earhart and uh, Nate Perkins? Nate Perkins. Yeah. Well, in four well, round Perkins. two, it was uh, Connor O'Reilly and Nate Perkins. Well, I, I, I like that duo. I, I, that's but. probably uh, on post production, but during the live, all three days, it was uh, Brian Earhart and Nate Perkins. I did Nate see Perkins. Brian Earhart yes. for the FBO. I, I like him as a commentator. I think Brian Earhart's cool. Yeah, I, I love. <laughs> I'm always a big fan of Nate Perkins too, just because he, he, I mean, he keeps it too smooth with the way he, he doesn't. Uh, who's that one guy? Ian, whatever. I don't like him. <laughs> I can't think of his last name, but I, I like Nate Perkins as a commentator. Still, my favorite commentator is probably Philo. He, he's he's too good. I, I did I did notice that uh, Nate Perkins has words in his vernacular that like they're. They're common words, but like people don't use them often in sentences. And you know, you'll call a shot magical. You know, like who says that? Like only Nate Perkins. <laughs> Nate Perk does. <laughs> Nate Perk does. Um, there was one particular shot, I think it might have been Calvin Heimberg's, that bounced off of a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the shot before that, maybe uh Kyle Klein's head hit off of a tree. This is in round three. Right. And after, like, all you hear is dead silence from the commentators for maybe a 30 full seconds, and then Nate Perkins chimes in, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. what is happening? Like, and that is just great, in my opinion, great commentary because you're just like, what did happen? Right. What did happen? And then they go into detail of being like the fact that we're witnessing multiple tree, like positive tree kicks for players, et cetera, was great. See, that's what I like about Brian Earhart so much is he doesn't sugarcoat things the way other commentators do. So, it, I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like how much of a disc golf nerd Brian Earhart is. Oh yeah. As far as like, Oh yeah. Breaking down the game and, mechanics and pretty much anything about the game so when something happens he's not afraid to go that was a terrible move like that was a terrible (laughs) choice yeah i would never make what is what are you even doing like i like that kind of commentary because it's not just like well that was an interesting choice but like come on If, if you're gonna be doing especially in the color position you should be able to call out players for making Choices that you wouldn't necessarily agree with. For sure. I think uh, the best example of Brian Earhart commentating, if people want to see great Brian Earhart, is him on Puck Games. Because yes. his little quips and his little, those are terrible. It just, they flow so, so well. And he doesn't hold back at all. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Blue Ridge, yeah. Um, let's quickly recap our, our picks. Shall we? Yeah. Oh, hold on. I was going to tell you guys, though, uh, you were about Nate Perkins. I was watching round two today, and him and Paige Pierce were actually going to buy that course. Really? In 2019 or 2020, it was up for sale. Him and Paige Pierce were going to buy it 
and it got bought out by another person, but the person who had bought it, Nate Perkins and Paige Pierce, were able to turn them on to disc golf and make that place what it is today. So, little kudos, clap on the back for Perkins and Pierce. Even more kudos to Nate Perkins for having that kind of money. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I was waiting for them to say because he goes, "Yeah, it was on sale in uh, 2019," and that's when we decided we were going to go. What was it forty percent off? And I'm waiting for him to say like how much for you know a couple hundred thousand because it's 180 acres. Yeah, man, that's not a couple a hundred way. thousand. Yeah, that's a lot. Oh right. yeah. Let's recap them picks. Yeah, let's recap these picks. I'm kind of excited. Are you? Yeah, I did well. Oh man, <laughs> I did well. Um. First off, I'm going to recap FPO picks. <clears throat> I'm going to go 3 2 1 and then wild card, starting sure. with Mr. Luke. Okay. So, Luke, third place, Macy Valadez. Yeah, that um, was a terrible pick. She, I don't even think, cracked the top five. She played great at Nashville. Um, number two pick, uh, Missy Gannon. That was not a great also, pick either. <laughs> I did not, do not believe, think, cracked the top five. Um, cool. Surefire pick, of course, was Kristen Sitar, who did end up taking the Ridge Championship. By nine strokes. So you got a plus three. She even beat out Gannon Burr. Yeah, well, they were also playing a different course, and a lot of them were, you know, probably not over 320 feet. Right. So, I mean, she definitely had the advantage. But, yeah, this is the first time in FPO history that the scores for FPO added up to more than the scores of MPO. She won with a 22 down, and Gannon only won with a 19. I thought it was 18. With the same amount of holes. 18, played. 19, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever Tomatoes, it is. Tomatoes. Um, but Kristen Tatar did end up winning, so you got a plus three for that. Heck yeah. Uh, Paid shoe. Yep. Wild nope. card pick. Nope. Not even anywhere near the top five. I didn't know this course was going to be as tough as it was when we made our picks, to be honest. All right. So my third pick, um, she did not take third. Uh, she actually did better than third was Sarah Hokum. Yeah, um, she took what second? She took second. Yeah. Uh, so I did get a Ooh, plus one for point for Sarah Hokum because uh, I did put her in the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, Holland Hanley, terrible pick. Terrible pick. Um, <laughs> I did pick Kristen Tatar for my uh, number one as well, so I got a plus three there. So um, bringing your FBO to four, plus four points for me in FBO, and plus three points for you. So that puts FBO. me at fourteen. That puts you at eighteen. Correct. And then uh, my wild card in FPO was uh, Kona Star Montgomery. Terrible she pick. She DNF'd, yeah. Yeah, terrible pick. Uh, two. This is where it kind of gets a little interesting, I think. Okay. Because <clears throat> two are MPO picks. I'm going to start with the wild cards. <clears throat> Starting with Luke. Brody Smith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We already talked about all that. Turn yep. Up. Um, and then third pick for Luke was uh, Kevin Jones. Not good either. Not Ooh, a great pick. Interesting that you took KJ. And I, that that will be the last time I pick KJ for the rest of the season. I can assure you that. Oh. <laughs> um, then you had Gannon Burr for your second pick, but not your first. Not pick. my first pick. Uh, so you did get plus one for Gannon Burr. All right. Uh, so that brings you to. 15. 15 points on the season. Uh, you picked Calvin for number one. And Calvin had every opportunity in the world, yeah. in my opinion, to take yeah. and win that, and he just kind of fell apart. And there. this is his first time Four out of podium all season. Uh, my wild card pick, uh, Luke Humphreys. Terrible Trash-ass pick. pick. Also didn't uh, make it into Champions Cup. Yes, did not. Uh, sorry, Luke, that sucks, because you've been actually playing pretty fire. Um, I had Gannon Burr for my second pick. Uh, excuse me. That's a lie. 
I had Gannon Burr for my third pick. Okay. Uh, Gannon Burr at three, so that got me at plus one. Uh, I had Kyle Klein, actually, yep. as my second pick. Um, mm, smart. And Kyle Klein ended up taking third, uh, so I ended up snagging a point for that. Um, Calvin I picked for first, zero points for that. So I got plus two points in MPO. That puts you at 20 points. 20 bones. To my... You're 15, so Dang. I got a plus five lead Ooh. on you currently um, right now. And we, <clears throat> before we dive in any part of the Champions Cup um, premonitions and, and projections and, and picks and such. Other P words. Yeah, all the Ps. Um, we have a game. We do have a game. Jamie, are you ready for a game? We have a game. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Let's do it. You fucking wish, bud. <laughs> okay, so I don't have a proper name for this game, but what I do have is Ricky Wysocki's stats versus Paul Macbeth stats, okay? Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a stat. We'll probably go what? Five, five or seven. You pick. Seven. Seven? We'll do seven yep. stats. And I'm going to name a stat, and all you guys got to do is tell me if it's a stat for Wysocki or Macbeth. Cool. Okay. Pretty easy. Call it Goat v. Goat. Simple. Goat v. Goat. Go, go, go v. Goat. Goat v. Goat. Are you calling Ricky a goat? He's getting there. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ready? Hey. All right. Okay. So th- this player has a record win-loss and uh, what is it? Win-loss and tie because this is versus each other, okay? Of 79-99 and 5. Who is that player? We'll start with you, J-Mo. I'm probably going to go Macbeth. Okay. That's Ricky Wazaki because I think Paul Macbeth has more wins over Ricky. I couldn't hear what Derek said. I said that's a that's a Paul Macbeth or excuse me, that's a Ricky Wysocki stat because Paul Macbeth has more wins over Ricky. That mm-hmm. is correct. That is a Paul Macbeth stat. So mm-hmm. Derek Just because I like Ricky Wysocki doesn't mean I don't love the game of disc golf. <laughs> hey, Derek dude, I love this Ricky Wysocki, but I just I mean the longevity of Paul, I have to assume that a majority of those wins came when he was still Paul Macbeth, and right now he's not necessarily Paul Macbeth. But, but that was my reasoning. <laughs> Luke says. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so top 10 percentages. This player has a top 10 percentage of 85.79%. Who is that player, Derek? Over their career. Versus the other player. This oh. is Ricky versus Paul. Let's say Ricky Wazaki stat. Okay, how about you, Jamo? I still think I'm going to take Macbeth. That is also a Ricky Wazaki stat. Thank you, sir. Mm. Paul has a top ten percentage over Ricky at ninety point seven one percent. Okay. How about second places? This player versus the other player 
has a second place of 40, meaning they've taken second place over this other player 40 times. Who is this player, Jamo? This player has come in second mm-hmm. to the opposing. Mm, I'm going to go. Has more second the, place uh, finishes than the opposing right. at 40. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Paul. Okay. Yeah, that's a Paul McBeth stat. Eh, that's a Ricky Wysocki stat. Nobody wow. gets a point I there. was going to go Ricky, but wow. <laughs> See, wow. I, I, I was going to pick a Paul stat. I'm like, that's too easy. I did two Rickies in a row. They're going to be expecting a Paul. All right. All right. Stroke count. This player has a stroke count of 36,535. Who is this player? Derek. Like more than the other player? It's the other player. Okay. The other player has a stroke count of 36,954. This player in particular has a stroke count of 36,535. Who is this player? Paul McBeth. Okay. How about you, Jamo? I'm going Ricky. That is a Paul McBeth stat. You are currently winning three to zero at the moment. I'm sorry, Jamo, but even if I give you two more questions, you're not going to make it up in time. Yep. But we'll go with it anyway. Third place finishes. Give him a wild card question at the very end that he can only answer, and if he gets it right, he wins it all. Oh, all right. Ooh. I'm fine with that. Make okay. it interesting. Live on the air, y'all. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I going? Third place finishes. This player has 18 third place finishes. Compared to the other players, 21 third place finishes. Who is this player? Jamo. I'm going, Paul. Ricky Wysocki. That is a Ricky Wysocki stat. Yeah. <laughs> so for oh. this for this uh fifth question, should I just do the uh Yeah the takeoff? Send the wild card, yep. Okay. Yep. So so as of right now, like I, I, I won. Yes. So yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. JMO's final wild card this is super my ultra death question. Okay. No phone a friend here. No phone a friend. You cannot toll the audience. Let me find, let me Shoot find it. a good one. Let me find a good one. Okay, so at last year's Great Lakes Open. Okay. Oh, I'm really bummed. I can't answer this question. <laughs> Paul McBeth. I mean, it lists his total stroke count for the uh, Great Lakes Open last year. If okay. you can get within 10 strokes of his total stroke count for the tournament, you will be winner take all. You want five strokes? Okay. Absolutely five strokes, because I know for a fucking fact me and J-Mo watched that shit last year. <laughs> so I know for a fact we watched it. So yeah. I'm only giving him five strokes. All right. Well, if you can get within five strokes either way, either plus or minus. And he's going to Google that shit right now. Don't, no Googling. No, 
I'm not, dude. He's on his Scout phone. Connor. We'll be able to hear it. Ten, I have my laptop in my lap, timer. but I'm not doing 15-second answer timer starting All right. now. For his score? Yep. Yeah, total Scout stroke Connor. count. Man, I'm going to say like... Uh, 10 seconds. I don't want to come up with a goose egg. I don't remember. I think I might come up with a goose egg. Five. Four. Like. Three. Two. Thirty-two? No, 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 no. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll give you ten more seconds. So, like, we're not talking about score. So, every throw. How many strokes did he take through the entire tournament? Jesus Christ, dude. I don't even know. Like. (laughs) That's you're giving me within five. This is ridiculous. Thirty thousand. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, Thirty. Okay. A hundred thousand. No, just during that tournament, during the competitive scored rounds. If you think it's a par four, right? And he took a par on it. That's, that's four, four strokes. strokes. You know. I'll give you longer. I'll let you. I'll let you think on that one, Jamo. I don't know. And I, I'm going to do within 10 strokes because it could easily I'll, I'll get give him the 10. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like 150. Answer's 150? And that's still probably a lot, actually. The answer is 173 strokes. Damn. 173. You were close. You were close. <laughs> that's ridiculous. It would take me a lot more than that at Deco. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, toboggan. I want to play that course someday, but dude, those should, hills would scare me. You should I make a road trip to play toboggan this year? I'm down. C one blog. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, C one blog with JMO hitting the YouTube channel. We're going to play toboggan. Count it. We set it on the podcast, so now we're all obligated to do it. All hold, right, hold ourselves accountable. Have to. Mark five fifty three p.m. on the seventeenth of April. <laughs> Oh, this <clears throat> this comes out on the nineteenth. Yep, this comes out tomorrow. Yeah, edit that. Oh <laughs> uh, no, two days from now. Sorry, I'm yeah. fresh. Um. Anyway, so Champions Cup. Champions Cup. Champions Cup is going to be interesting because we had some people make the cut in the qualifier mm-hmm. that I was like really kind of like James Conrad made the cut in the qualifier. Yeah, the, the Fry made the cut in the qualifier. Aaron Gossage, Nate yep. Perkins, Matt Dollar, Dylan Horst, Tim Barham, and Andrew Presnell all made the cut during the qualifier today some, as of recording. Luke made some notable mentions of not making the qualifier. Um, Ezra Adderhold. Ezra Adderhold didn't make the cut. Uh, who was the other one? I mean, Luke Humphreys didn't make the cut. Yeah. Kevin Jones Kevin didn't make Jones. the cut. A lot of bigger names did Andrew not Marweed. Didn't make the cut. How do you guys see that? Uh, It was on the PDGA live scoring. They had it up today. Yeah, the qualifying round was today. Okay. I'm just looking at who's registered for it right now. Gotcha. Well, that'll be next. We'll make we'll make our picks here soon. But this is at this is at WR Jackson. Such a great course. Great course. Tight wooded technical course. My favorite fucking courses in the world are tight technical courses. It's awesome to see pros being able to play them. Notable, last year during Champions Cup, Paul did go 16 down here. Didn't win. Didn't win, mm-hmm. but he did go 16 down. So it is shreddable, it was my, to my point. To my point, it was shreddable. Didn't win. <laughs> 
But um, I like the change that they well, they are keeping Champions Cup here at WR Jackson. Yep, yep. I'm super stoked about that. Um, because they were gonna move Champions Cup to actually Toboggan. Oh, that would have been sick. I know, but great to go see. Which would have been, I think, a change for next year. But they decided to keep it at WR Jackson. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with yeah, that. I do I think we need a second tournament here in Michigan. Definitely. 100%. I think Michigan offers such a unique style of disc golf, I think. Just like everywhere, you know what I mean? But Michigan offers such a unique style of disc golf in the way the courses are designed here mm-hmm. that it's... Maybe we just make it happen in the northern part. I yeah, mean, we're, we're, we're trying. We're trying, bud. You, you move back down south. <laughs> yeah, actually... Hey, bud, I'm just... You'll be able to check out the CCR open this this uh, yes, year pretty sir. easily. Yeah, uh, J-Mo's uh, when they come supposed to, to California Birchfield. for that one. Nice. So, I, I mean. Uh, I can't wait for that. What are your thoughts on WR Jackson, J-Mo? I was just watching the replay of the final round for last year. And... I love how he does his homework. <laughs> oh, I do this. I do this daily. You know, earlier I watched trout fishing with Matteo and Luke Humphreys. It was, it was awesome. How many times what am I do my spare time? What was that? I watched just golf stuff. Next time that happens, I want it over under how many times Matteo says roll tide. Oh man. He threw out Julio Jones. Not, not a whole lot of a uh, roll tide, but they did get caught by the DNR. Apparently <laughs> you can't uh, use live bait certain times of the year over there for uh in north carolina weird this was like just right before blue ridge started and they got stopped by the dnr guys huh. like you guys cannot be using any bit of live bait so i'm just going to give you a warning professional disc golfer i mean yeah also they're not from there how are they supposed to know um i do like me some wr jackson i i'm not going to go into my picks i guess but uh i mean back to the course here i i don't know i don't have a whole lot to say about the course other than i think the players need to be humbled if you will coming off of blue ridge i don't think a lot of players want to be humbled after playing blue ridge yeah i mean i was thinking about how low those scores are and i still think that we might see you know a, a seven or an eight but I wouldn't be surprised then again if we get to see people such as Kelvin Heinberg and Dana Bird come out and maybe get like a nine on the day or a ten on the day. Well, last year we it's seen, an attackable uh, course for sure. Last year we seen uh, Kristen Tatar take the win on FPO. Yep, and we've seen Chris Dickerson take the win on MPO. Yep. And mind you, last year kind of mirrors Chris Dickerson's season. Uh, this year because Dickerson was really off to a slow start during the season last year, ended up still getting the major. He did win Music City last year, though. That was a, yeah, but that was a uh, Silver Series event last year. Still. Just saying. Still. Just saying. Still. Just saying. Still. <laughs> so, should we just should we just make our picks? Should we just yeah, move let's on make to our picks? picks. We'll, we'll make our picks. Uh, we'll go ahead and leave the floor to J-Mo. We'll let J-Mo uh, give us his picks for... Champions Cup, JMO. We're going to start with FPO. We need your top three in the order of your third, second, and first, and then hit us with a wild card pick, my guy. Top five wild card. All right. So, third, 
third, I would really like to, I know I haven't followed the FPO a whole lot this year, but looking at the, the roster right now, I'm going to go off and take uh, Missy Gannon at third. That's a good pick. Okay, Missy Gannon. Three. My second pick, I think I am going to throw out Ella Hansen. Okay. A little risque, but I think I'm going to go Ella Hansen with that. First pick, okay. obviously, I'm going Kristen Tatar. Um, and as a wild card, Haley King. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, I think I think Haley King is is due for something here soon. Uh, now for the MPO. Well, well, hang on, let oh, us make our FPO pick. Fucking roll, bud. <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta wait for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all my picks you are gotta, gonna be right. You here gotta wait for the hosts, sir. You want me to go first for FPO? Talking to you, Derek. It's not the right list I had pulled up there. Sorry, boys. Just a moment. <laughs> All right, I'll go. I'll go first for FPO. Four, third. Man, you had good picks. I think I'm also going to take Missy Gannon third. I think it's not a super long course. She's not a super far thrower. Really good putter. That might come in handy. Didn't come in handy this weekend, but I'm not. I'm still holding out hope. I think second, see, I, I want to take Paige Pierce because it's a major. But also Paige Pierce, besides uh, playing well at the Open at Austin, hasn't really been doing too much. Yeah, that's why I didn't take her. I really wanted to. But, but she did win here time. last year after Kristen Tatar missed the putt that would have won her the tournament. So it's not like she hasn't been here before and can't do it again. So I think I'm going to go Paige Pierce second. And you have to go Kristen Tatar first. Have to. She's playing too well right now. And she was so close to winning here last year. I think she's going to pick up another major. And for my dark horse pick, I'm not going to pick the same dark horse as J-Mo, even though I think he took mine. Well, I, I have an honor, honorable mention that I would actually replace with my Dark Horse pick uh-huh. that I think is still going to perform really well this week. Let's hear it. Based off her last. So I follow um, Hannah Wynn on Facebook. I followed her for a lot. And she uh, she did some some good disc golf at Blue Ridge. She did. And I think that... Uh, I think that, you know, it's not going to be a huge emergence of her, but she's got good momentum on a tough course. And WRNet Jackson is no no schmuck course either. But if you can compete with Chris Tatar after never being on a lead card, I think it deserves a dark horse mention. Okay, let me, let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> so I, like I was watching her rounds too, and she did do well. I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna take that away from her. Yeah, there's nothing special, but it. However, her drives. Now this was a more open course, and her drives were off. Yeah, that is true, though. Her putter did true. a lot of work for her. Now at WR Jackson, you have to hit gaps. You can't yeah. be taking kicks, and with her kind of being a, a sprinkler out there off the tee, I don't think that's going to bode well for her at the champions cup but since you 
and now you replaced her your dark horse pick with her, right? Yeah. So I will be taking Haley King as my dark horse pick. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> All right, boys. Run that by me one more time. Who'd you got? <clears throat> Quick run through. So Three, two, one. Him and I both have Missy Gannon in third. Okay. Who'd you have in second? Um, my second place was um Missy Gannon. Who'd you no. have in third? Did we, we already uh, forget? You had Ella Hansen in second. Yeah, that's right. Ella Hansen. And then yep. Kristen Tatar first. You can't. I mean, that's just a given. Yep. I had Missy Gannon also in third. I had Paige Pierce second, and I had Kristen first. He had Hannah Wynn as his dark horse. I had Haley King as my dark horse. Cool. I'm going Paige Pierce three, Katrina Allen two, Kristen Tatar one. Fairly stock. Fairly stock. And I'm sticking with my girl, uh, Hokamania, for my dark horse pick. Actually. Heck yeah. Sarah Hokum for my top five dark horse. It's mm, solid, though. So, switch to our MPO bracket. All right. You go ahead, Jamo. Third place. And this is tough because I thought about this earlier. But, I mean, after rewatching Champions Cup from last year, the picks are still almost the same. I guess third, I'm going to take Ganon Burr. Ganon Burr. Second, stealing son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to take Chris Dickerson. And first, I'm going to take my man, Benny. I'm, I'm keeping him in a guaranteed lock of top three all year, but. And I mean, obviously, what happened last week happened, but I'm taking Benny. I like it. What about Dark Horse? Pick? My Dark Horse is going to be um, Gavin Babcock. Ooh, I like that. He did real well here last year. His forehand is very low and unorthodox, in my opinion, but he hit the gaps real well. He was like 100%. In circle one and circle two for a while, I'm, I'm locking them in. I like course. that. I like that. My Locked. my three is also going to be Gannon Burr. Okay. My second is one Mr. Simon Lazat. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. And my first pick now, hear me out on this. I know he's not playing well right now. But I'm I'm picking it for the story, and it's Paul Macbeth because if he wins this major, he ties Climo's record in majors. Womp, womp, womp. Womp. All right, y'all. That's a big hello guy right there. <laughs> All right, the but major. I mean, eighteenth, eighteenth major, sir. On the microphone. Yeah, that was that was quite loud. But uh, you guys can poke fun all you want, but next week. When we're talking about Paul Macbeth tight and Climo's record, y'all can kiss my feet. Dark Horse pick. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. It's actually going to be Isaac Robinson. I like it. He's I like that. The way he well. throws, he puts it on a line and just holds it on a line. And when you're in a wooded course and you just need to hold a line, that I wouldn't 
I, I don't think there's anybody better at it. Him and his brother. Yeah, watch out for them too. How about you, sir? Three, I'm going Ricky Wazaki. I didn't pick him to win. I didn't pick him to win. I didn't pick him to win. I don't think he's going like to come it, out here and win. But he did real well last year. Um, Ricky Wazaki, I'm picking as my third pick. I'm picking Gannon Burr as my second pick. Okay, and I'm picking Daddy Lazada as my first pick. Mm, okay, I'm I'm sick and str- I also like that a lot. Simon Lazat was able to come back and win from that chase card, but yes. that not only that, but the week prior that he did play, mm-hmm. the almost exact same thing happened right. where he was literally like all he had to do, or it came down to Gannon Burr right. needing to birdie 18. Yeah. And like he's he's always there. He's now I I as that's the ever contrarian that I am, I will say that those two courses that he won on were more open courses. Correct, yeah. but Simon Lazat plays better disc golf in wooded technical courses. I mean, he does practice at Maple Hill all the time, so I'll give wooded you that. Technical courses, yeah. I mean, are when where that's Simon your backyard, at. like that, even on one of his most recent blogs, I think I mentioned it on the show. Like he wants like the major setup system to be like cool let's play one open course let's play one super wooded technical course and then let's play a one course that's a mix made up of both where it's kind of half and half then we get a variation of everything and it's really like the best player in that can play i do want to see a variation of that for majors um so like i think simon lazat has every capability of coming out here and winning champions cup um dark horse pick Nicholas Antila. Uh, no, I like that. I like that. He he gave Gannon a run for his money at uh, USDGC last year. I, I think, I mean, he's been on the stage where he's been on lead card at a major before. I think he could handle it. I think he's coming back from an injury. So that, he, he, that could be either good or get, bad. Let him get warmed up. Let him get warmed up. Yeah. So that's my dark horse pick. So I, like I have third pick is um god dang it ricky wazaki thank you ricky wazaki second pick gannon burr first pick simon lasat dark horse pick nicholas antila perfect perfect so we're gonna run it we're gonna run it and jamo um, we're holding you personally accountable that now every week you have to speak pike us your picks for that competition yes Oh, 100%. We will release them on the show every following week so that way everybody knows what your picks are and we will start keeping track of your points. I like it. I think we should give him a 10-point handicap. I I, I think so too because of doing this. 10 points, does that put me relative to you guys? So you'd be like, you'd still be... yeah, I'd start out at 10, yeah. You'd still have 10 points. Yep, that's Uh, cool. Luke is at 15 and I have 20. So you're still relative. So, so it would take like one good week and one bad week for me or Luke to what have is the, to swing. So what does Dark Horse get me? Dark Horse pick what is point? a half a point. Yes. Okay. Third place. So if it there's a possibility of uh what is it? Three, six, nine points. Uh, third place points. one, second place two, and then first place three. No, no it's so if it's, you pick your three, one, two, and three. If you get all of them right, you get three points for each pick. 
Okay. If, if you get yeah, if your picks end up just in the top three, but not where you picked them, then that's one point. Correct. One point. Okay. Cool. So like, if cool. you picked Calvin Heidelberg oh, yeah. for first, but he placed third, you'd still get one point. You just get one point for it. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. So, so like, you get a ten point handicap for the season, but now you have to speak pipe us your picks every week. Okay. Perfect. I'm. I'm. I like that. So to like the, to the very few listeners we have, Star please course, continue to but I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to emerge victorious. You need to merge your ass up here so you can play one of these league nights with us, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, dude, I will. I, I've been thinking lately. Uh, I'm getting real good down here at Grand Woods. Mm. The left, the left hand is honing in very well, especially since I just got this neutron. Blade. I vaguely remember you missing like a six foot putt in my brother's Snapchat that he sent me the other day. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. That's nor here nor there. Okay, that's the past. We're living in the future. Right? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying is when I get up to the top of 17 and crush one 100 feet from the basket, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You want to play us I'll out? I'll crush one 100 feet to the basket, and I'll find your disc that you lost out there last year. Luke, <sighs> Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably for still flying in the sky with my orange mamba out there but yeah yeah well jmo it has been such a pleasure good sir um to all those listening jmo is going to continue to uh update us on his picks through speak pipe jmo we may even uh call you in for like a pick reveal next week um for a short segment what is actually happening other than that we appreciate everybody listening please head over to our socials facebook instagram youtube Hit us up on the speak pipe link tree in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, this is episode 12, y'all. So we're in it. We're in, in it. it to win it. We're in it to stay. No turning back. Um, hit that subscribe. Hit that like. Hit that share. All of the above. You already know what it is, y'all. Have a great rest of the week. Deuces. Deuces. I cop that and some Gatorade. It's a two for two feet of deal. Homie, that's a trade. Don't forget the 30 rack and a snack and a Kit Kat. Cashier made a face. It's kids. I found beef, but he hit a snack.